Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in. This is Almost Intelligent Gamers Podcast. All things news, tech, and nerdum, all around the topic of video games. I'm Travis. This is new. What's up, everybody? And this is Kyle. What's up, what's up? Yeah, hope you enjoy the episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode five of Almost Intelligent Gamers. I am new. Unfortunately, I was sick last week. But I'm back. I am joined by Trav. What's up, bro? What's up? And Kyle. What's up? So oh, today, I figured that we would try something a little bit different. All right. I don't yeah. know if you guys have heard, but The Matrix is supposed to come back out. Ah, yes. Are you guys fans of the, are you guys fans of the Matrix? Uh-huh. I am mm, a late stop fan. Stop trying to hit me and hit me. All that jazz. You're a late fan. Yes, I jumped on the bandwagon late. Oh, that's not good. What about you, Kyle? Um, I jumped on the bandwagon when it was introduced to me, and I was a small child, so I can't tell you exactly when. But um, yeah. But we was all there for the whole big spectacle, weren't we? I think so. <laughs> played all their games so so the whole thing about the matrix to me was the way it ended it kind of ended on like a cliffhanger like is neo dead is he not dead so i'm very excited to figure out how they're going to continue the franchise after that last movie do you guys have any ideas of how this story might go no nah, you're gonna have to go ahead and go through go through the motion of it because honestly I am not like I, I'm not a big nerd <laughs> on the Matrix myself like everyone else. But I did watch all I did watch all of them. It it's been a while, right? So oh, yeah, hundred percent. Story's kinda blurry. It's been like at oh, yeah. least ten years for me. Yeah, same here. I haven't watched it in a while, but I do recall those being like my favorite movies ever when I was younger. And uh, basically, I'm sure we all know the story, but basically, computer hacker Neo mm -hmm. gets introduced to the Matrix, which is a computer simulation. He finds out nothing in life is real. Yeah, he, uh, he finds a team of people that bring him into the Matrix, or they take him out of the Matrix, and he he comes to find out that he's supposed to be like the savior, uh, some legendary savior. A fable and stuff like that. He he's he dies in the end, maybe. But it's kind of like a cliffhanger. So I'm just I'm confused on how they're gonna do this. I, I know yeah. that he's supposed to be back, and I know oh. Trinity is coming back. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is rumored to come back. So I'm I'm just like I don't know how they're gonna do this, but I can't wait to see it. So I thought she was coming back because um there was a there was a when everyone was going crazy through uh Twitter or whatever she had replied to she had replied to him and and had put up a picture of her in like her old like Halloween costume or whatever or like her oh, old really? costume or whatever like during Halloween time when they were talking about it so I, I did not know she did that yeah so I mean she just posted a picture of her and her 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 set or her costume set or whatever. So, I don't know. Maybe she is. would be real disappointing if she didn't actually come back, though. <laughs> True. But I guess if it's one of your iconic characters, then, you know, that's who you're you're going to uh, promote that whenever you get a chance to make sure to bring the cloud, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's like how um, Coming to America is coming back. And if Eddie Murphy wasn't in that. Bruh. Ugh. Bruh. Right? Ooh, that'd, be, that'd be rough. Yeah. So, but I yeah. thought he, I thought he did, I thought he did die. So, I mean, at least that's what I thought. So, I mean, it, uh, it surprised me if I'm wrong, I guess, right? I think it's more like it implies that he died, but they're kind of doing the whole, um, like, TV show cliffhanger thing where if they don't die on screen, they don't actually die until you see them die on screen. Yeah. So they're it, probably going to bring probably, him back like that. Probably. I just, I don't know, because they, uh, they got rid of Agent Smith. So 
I just don't know what kind of story can continue this. And you know, if when they bring movies back, sometimes they should have never brought them back. So let's hope that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. That'd be tragic. And then we're all older than we were when we first watched it, so it might not hit home like it did back then. That's always a, a you know a situation we got to worry about. I'd hate to mm-hmm. have my whole view of the Matrix ruined because they decide to bring it back. And then I'm like, as an adult, like, oh, this shit was trash. I don't know why I used to watch this when I was a kid. Well, see, pretty much everything I remember from the Matrix is the scene where Morpheus is training Neo. And other than that, it's just a lot of leather and trench coats and sunglasses. <laughs> and, and slow motion. And slow motion, yeah. Where so I don't remember the whole like actual minute. plot of uh how how could you forget the most iconic Matrix scene when he fought all those Agent Smiths? Y'all remember I mean, that, that when involved he... leather and trench coats? I mean, I guess you're <laughs> and sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, mean that, even that when you think true. of the le- <laughs> the uh, blue pill or the red pill, it involved leather. Trench coats and sunglasses. Trench coats and sunglasses. So yeah, yeah I mean, I guess what? he's on the right track. He's on the right track. It's like I mean, it's true because all the scenes when he wasn't in the Matrix are like a blur, and all you remember is literally him in the leather. So I mean, in the trench you, oh, coats that's crazy. And the sunglasses. I mean, but that's the only problem with iconic movies from the early '90s, early two or late '90s, early 2000s. That's the only problem. Because think about Fast and the Furious. People will be like, oh, yeah, I remember some iconic scenes. But all I do know is it always has to do with a bunch of fast cars and overpowered action scenes. <laughs> so so no, no one ever really that, just remembers the whole movie. That is true. I know that Fast and Furious is probably your favorite movie series ever. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite. Did you name the plot of the first three movies? Oh, 100% I could. I mean, the first, I mean, I could easily. The first, the first scene, I mean, it's whether you win by an inch or a mile, a win's a win. All right. So look, my boy, all right, rest in peace, is trying to include, because he's a damn cop, trying to get up in there. He's a cop. All right. So he's trying to get up in there and he's trying to get behind the crew with Dominic Toretto and all that stuff. And it doesn't it, – it works out because he ends up giving him the keys. Boom, that's the movie. He infiltrates, and he bu- and he ends up becoming friends with him. Second movie is freaking easy. All it is is uh, him moving to a total different city, and the, pre- and the prelude to that movie is terrible. It's like a 10-minute prelude of how he ended up going from L.A. all the way over to Miami. Meets up with Ludacris, and somehow, some way – he just ends up becoming the god over in Ludacris with fucking, what's his name? Not just Ludacris, but uh, Tyrese, okay? Tyrese, So I don't know yeah. how the heck he became involved somehow, but I guess he was in in on a, locked up in jail. I did four years for you, Brian! You know what I'm saying? So that was Tyrese. He even got the quotes. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like I know these oh. movies. Oh yeah, no, I can quote more lines from from Fast and the Furious than I can tell you anything about the plot. Oh yeah. Oh see, I, <laughs> I can tell you about both because like I've just seen every movie at least twenty times in my lifetime. At least that's at least how the many. First one, how many of those movies did they make? There's eight. Eight total. Are we? I, I swear. I always get crap for this, but Tokyo Drift was my favorite one, and it didn't include any other main characters. Uh, no, I think it did just not. because of the Ex- setting. Until Dominic Toretto, he lasted 25 seconds in the scene. <laughs> he was at yeah, the that, end. that was kind of trash. Yeah, I think they should have made another Tokyo Drift, but had everybody in it. You know what? I've always wondered why they didn't do that, why they didn't do more drifting, but that's just how movies go these days, you know? It's just... It's when you keep making the same, when you keep yeah. making a series, you just you get so stuck on making a storyline because you think that's what captures your crowd. Nah, man, we just want to see our original characters do some dumb shit. Yeah, true. But uh, Fast and the Furious right. kind of goes way off. Oh yeah, it does. of the original 
spots and shit. Like it's not even about street cars it's, anymore. It's not. It's all about just just beating people up. And you brought the freaking Samoan Thor in there, so all all, all he does <laughs> is just sit there and beat people up the whole time. So I, I don't I don't know. But yeah, that is my favorite series. If I had to bring that to, but like, uh, there's only two series of movies that I really that I really like, and that's mainly. Like the Harry Potter series, and then I like then I like the Fast and the Furious, even though they're like two different realms of of series. But like I've always liked this. Just like when I think about the Matrix that they're coming back, I was excited because I was like, all right, cool. I definitely have to go ahead and watch them all over again and get prepared. It's just like you know, coming to America being announced, mm-hmm. you gotta watch it again. Kyle, you got any favorite movie series that you're into? Um, no, not really. Uh, I still have yet to see the Joker, but, um, I've always been a DC Comics fan and drastically were disappointed with, uh, all DC movies. Well, it's because it's so dark. <laughs> no, the Joker was actually really good. The Joker was really good. Yeah, you definitely, we definitely gotta go see that. I'm, uh, yeah. I right. I'll, I'll send you the I'll send you the the link. I know where you can watch it, but definitely if you you should see that. And two, I think like the problem with DC movies is you can't see them. They show up in theater every time, but you just can't see them. The Joker was like one of the first ones. <laughs> <laughs> like they go in the theater, you just can't see them. You don't know what you're looking at. It's completely dark. Like, how is it that The Matrix, which is one of the most darkest movies with a green tint the whole time, you can see everything in The Matrix, all right? Okay? But you uh-huh. sit there and yeah. you look at, you you watch any DC movie. You just can't see the character. I was p- squinting my eyes through the whole time of the Justice League. The old brightest scene in that movie, <laughs> Yo. the brightest scene in the in the movie was when Aquaman was jumping out of the water, and then... The other DC movie, the brightest DC movie, was Aquaman. But even then, there were scenes in that movie where it was just dark, and you're like, I can't see what's going on. I think. Yeah, they're they, they're kind of fans of that dark stuff. Yeah, but I they, never experienced that with DC movies, Bruh. I really? Every every single time. Batman movies. Yeah. Batman movies because they all take place at night. Yeah, but the problem is, is that most of their <laughs> movies are all. I never dark. noticed that, bro. <laughs> there was a, I well, never noticed that. Well, you remember Dark oh Knight? Dark Knight had one scene. The Dark Dark Knight had one scene that was in the day, and that was because of the school bus. The school yeah. bus scene. The only scene I really remember out of all the Dark Knights that wasn't primarily in the dark was when he was training with uh, was it Ra's al Ghul or something? Yeah, Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. yeah. Even but then, even it was that nighttime. was dark. In the mountains. Oh wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Oh my! You just blew my mind. That's wild. yeah. Dark Knight is a double <laughs> entendre, and most people inside didn't even didn't even know. Mm-hmm. That is insane, bro. Oh, got another question for you guys. Kind of off the gaming subject, but still on it. What are your guys' hobbies when you're not gaming? Uh, I personally uh, kickboxing like to do photography and stuff, and you know. I work with computers and stuff. What do you, what do you do, Kyle? Um, I kickbox. You kickbox? Yeah. That is the last thing I thought you would have said. That's 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 <laughs> way off. Wow. <coughs> you kickbox? You never heard yeah. of the uh, <laughs> the the legend has it that there's a uh, a red-headed Viking. That has the kick oh, of yeah. Thor. His so everybody doesn't know this, but <laughs> Kyle really looks like a Viking. Like he's got the whole ponytail and red hair and everything. And kickboxing is the very last thing I would have imagined him saying just now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yo, that's crazy. What about you, Trav? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't do much. I either mess with cars, like I like to drive cars stupidly crazy fast and like to go sideways and do stuff. So I do that. Um, my other hobbies, I guess. Besides that, I don't, I don't know. I don't really like to have other hobbies. You're, you're a 
a hardcore gamer yeah. through and through. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I can't. Gaming is your hobby. Yeah, gaming is my hobby because <laughs> I mean, I don't really like to do. I mean, I have other things I do, which is it just like I'm really. I feel like I'm good at cooking. At least I feel like I'm good at cooking, and I do that. Yeah, I don't know. Not really much. I mean, nothing that I would consider like, all right, I could do that anytime, all the time. Like, yeah. Besides, like, drifting hmm. on cars and stuff, fucking around. I could do that. All day. Doing dangerous stuff. Doing course. dangerous stuff with my car. I could mm-hmm. do that all day with anybody's car. Yeah. Well, now I know I won't be letting you drive my car. Wow. Oh, no, definitely. <laughs> definitely going to swing it one time. <coughs> Oh God! <laughs> so um, <laughs> so when I came home today, I noticed that there was a um a download that was happening because you guys know that when you leave Xbox on, on that uh non-power saving mode, it it updates games and stuff in the background. Mm-hmm. I noticed mm-hmm. that Arc was updating and it has like a Halloween theme to it. And I really think that we should all start playing Arc. We could talk about it on one of these episodes. Are I'm you guys down. familiar with that game? Yeah, I'm down. I remember. I remember yeah, no, I'm familiar with the game. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while. How you I played Ark before? If you played it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me and Trav yeah, played Ark for a little bit. I played a little. I mean, I played a lot more than he did. But uh, Ark is a kind of hate and love type of game. Yeah. Uh, for anybody Sounds who doesn't about know right. about Ark. <laughs> For anybody who doesn't know about Ark, Ark is uh, what are what are those worlds called? Like persistent worlds that uh, when you're offline, the world is still running. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think basically, you had it. you're. I think you had it right. I think it's persistent world. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, you're like a naked man dropped on the island. The island has dinosaurs and other players on it, and the whole thing about the game is building shelter, you know, uh, leveling your guy up, getting uh, metal and making armor and weapons and all that type of stuff. And I don't think there's a way to actually beat it. It's more about just surviving until someone yeah. finally makes you quit the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's basically yeah, the a, basis of the game. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a survival oh, uh, sandbox with like an actual RPG progression system. So <laughs> yeah, I mean from the time I played it, it was super fun. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was always fun. I just didn't like the fact of if there was not a server running, we'd have to start all over. Yeah, and that is true. And then... You could also just start your own server, but then, you know, typically yeah, they're private, so people don't just join. Exactly, and I want to be able to know that I can always join the server, but I also don't want to know that when I do hop back on, everything I ha- own is gone and I've been wrecked by a freaking, you know, Tyrannosaurus Rex or something coming through. Like, mm-hmm. that that's yeah. the only thing. Or a dangerous bird has came and took my my farm animals that I was raising. So that's the only yeah. thing that I don't like about the sandbox survival games. It's the only thing. But it is well, always fun. With, with, Ark, with Ark, it's not so much that you got to worry about the, the dinosaurs and stuff while you're offline. It's the people. Because people naturally are jerks, especially on this game. Yeah, and but I remember coming uh, through riding a dinosaur. Well, then that's you true. Both worried about. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, when I used to play it real heavy. I, uh, I think I was like a couple weeks in. We built this huge base. It was all good, and then um, for some reason, there's an area on the game that I didn't even know existed, and this is where the strongest people on the server happen to have made their base. Well, they had a bunch of materials that everybody couldn't get unless they went to their base. And they decided that they were going to wipe me off the game. And um, I went to sleep and woke up and came back, and I was naked, and my whole place was destroyed, and that was the end of me on Ark. Damn. But Ark has dedicated servers. Sounds like a great game. We should definitely start playing. No, we might be able to, you know, do something cool on that, and yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be a like funny a story. Fun. We definitely yeah, need definitely. to have yeah, the, the people that I uh, stays on, so we could definitely yeah. set up something. Yeah. No, they they the have actual dedicated servers on there. Oh, 
Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, cause it's not in it's not in um early access anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I haven't played since then. We definitely got to play that. Oh yeah. We're going to have a million funny stories yeah. next time we talk about it if we play that starting today. Oh yeah. yeah. No, the people I played with um what we did is we just created a uh, our entire base was on a pontoon. Mm-hmm. We just went straight up to the water and we made a giant ass raft and then built our built our entire base on the raft so we could move it around the island. Oh, I forgot you could do that. <laughs> wait, that's but great. Wait, but so you built everything on an on a raft? You said. Yeah, yeah. It looked like Saruman's tower, except for it yeah. was on the water, and okay, we could but... drive it around like a boat. Wait, but here's the problem, <laughs> though. There, there's, there used to be prehistoric sharks in the water too. Yeah. Oh heck, nah! You're crazy. I'd rather deal with land than sea. Uh uh uh. Nope. Yeah. People are on those, land. Those that's why I don't go outside. Yeah. Yeah, it's dangerous out there. Yeah, that's. That true. sounds like a good idea. <laughs> make a water people riding t- uh, T Rexes. What's the name of that? What's the name of that movie that um, where you wake up and then they literally have a whole village based on water. Um, Waterworld. Is it? Is it? Oh yeah, it is Waterworld. Kevin huh? Costner. Waterworld. Oh man, dude, that movie was amazing. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> that movie was amazing. So that's what I think of when you were st- talking about how you built everything on raft. That's the first thing I thought of. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically yeah. what we channeled was Waterworld. Hey, we need to do That's that. Funny and then if you could imagine building hella bases on water, you'd just be afloat. All I was thinking about, mm-hmm. all I was thinking about was that scene in uh, oh. Moana when they got attacked by those little <laughs> things with the masks on. <laughs> that, that's the whole thing I'm thinking about right now. <laughs> Waterworld was not in the picture just now. Oh, I need to watch some more adult movies. That's sad. <laughs> nah, man, Moana's great, all right? The Samoan Thor's yeah. in there. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. And all he sings about is, uh, you're welcome. All he says. Yeah, the and, whole how, movie. And, how, and how amazing he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a character I can, you know, I can get with. Oh, yeah. That sounds mm-hmm. good. Yep. <laughs> so, Kyle, you, uh, what game were you playing that you just finished? Uh, I've been playing The Outer Worlds and um, finished it earlier this week. Okay. Is it, and uh, is it good? Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's good. I I I did like playing it. It felt a lot like Fallout New Vegas, but more vibrant. Um, one thing I found out is that there literally is one planet. Like you, like they say, they give you a solar system. You really get one planet, and then you get a moon, and you get an asteroid, and a ship. Those are the four areas you can go to. <coughs> asteroid is extremely oh. small. Like, there's not a lot going on there. Um, yeah, so, basically, the whole game was great until I ran into a couple of bugs. One of the bugs was the game thought that my campaign, uh, my, one of my companions died, so the entire quest chain for that companion broke. Oh. Um, we, we touched on this subject before. I, I don't remember what the game is actually about. Okay, so basically it is a colony called Halcyon that was basically shot off to this new solar system from Earth to start to colonize the solar system because they found a planet that could sustain life. And your character comes from a ship, a separate um, colonist ship called the Hope. And you get woken up and basically shot down to a planet on an escape pod. And that's where everything starts. And at that point, um, the whole campaign is basically um, split down the middle, kind of, where all of your decisions are you can either choose to side with the board, which is like, um, it's a corrupt government that's running the colony. You can either side with the board, or you can side with um, 
what it was basically the outcasts or the board calls them dissidents. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and that's basically how the majority of the decisions are made in the game. Where it's like, okay, do I want to make this decision that helps the board or do I want to make this decision that actually helps the people? And a lot of the times it's like if you help the board, you get better personal gain or you can help the people and then in the long run get personal gain. <clears throat> and um, yeah, other than that, I did not expect the game to end as fast as it did and as abruptly as it did. How? It felt like... Did you do a lot of the side missions? I did. I did everything. Really? I one hundred percent. Didn't the, the game. game just come out? Yes. Well, I mean, actually, it's not the problem because the, every everybody said that the game to one hundred percent it would probably be about forty to fifty hours. Okay. That's what everybody said. So, since you one hundred percent it, I mean, I, I mean, do you see yourself going back in and replaying it? No. Or, Okay, and is that because of it's just one of those things where it's like you you don't want to create a different storyline or was that not necessarily true? It's not really the it's not it's not it's not really not wanting to create another storyline because um I was actually conflicted when I thought about going back in. By the time I got to the end game in Outer Worlds, I had discovered a very overpowered build. Mm. Okay. And um, could almost one-shot anything with a sniper rifle. Um, and if you guys have played Fallout or anything similar to that, or any kind of RPG, uh, typically when health bars are involved, you're not supposed to be able to one-shot things, even if it is with a sniper rifle. Um, so I found a very overpowered stealth build that I uh, had cultivated with the sniper rifle, and then I was thinking, like, okay, I could, you know, do something with, like, melee weapons or something, because I was curious how that would go down. But at the same time, I was thinking about a lot of the game and how it's played and how melee weapons actually put you at a very big disadvantage a lot of the times because the AI actually do know how to backpedal when they're shooting at you. They will run away from you while shooting at you. So when it comes to melee weapons, you know, it's basically like use them for stealth or don't use them at all because the sniper rifle is better for stealth. So when I saw that I was that I personally wasn't going to have any build diversity when it came to the game, I didn't want to go back and replay it because it would have just felt like I was playing the game with my exact build starting from the beginning when my build wasn't great, okay. and then having to build it up again. Got that. Mm. Okay. Oh, so it was more of a a thing about it being it would be annoying to restart it. Yeah, exactly. It'd be annoying and, and partially boring just because um, what really got me through the game the first time was, like, the mystery of what's coming next. So, like, sure, after I make my, like, initial choice, then there'll be, like, that little bit of mystery. But if I start running into dialogue that is, like, identical despite the fact I made a different choice, I'll start passing out of the controller. So mm. a lot of the times I don't even bother unless the game has like new game plus, which Outer Worlds does not. Nope, it does not. That huh. much I do know is like there's no such thing as new game plus that game. Once you complete the campaign, the credits roll. So then you gotta yeah, start over. That's again. it. Like you and don't you even get to explore. Yeah, yeah. You can't go back and do other missions. If you completed it without finishing all the side missions, that's it. You just gotta you just didn't do the side missions. Mm -hmm. so, and you know there are some games like that. Yeah. I like mean, if you look at all of them, if you look at all of the Mass Effect games minus Andromeda, because we're just gonna pretend that one doesn't exist. Um, <clears throat> none of them had new game plus, and all of them had endings like that. Yeah, but mm. uh, do you think in oh, this day and except age that for we should have one, games like that? one did not have an ending like that. Absolutely. No, 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 no. Like like that where they just end and just cut off. Um, no. Honestly, I think with with like New Game Plus becoming a thing and like being made so big by like the Dark Souls series where literally people will put thousands and thousands of hours into a game where they know exactly what's going to happen simply because the gameplay is fun. Mm -hmm. Like to me, it's almost like when New Game Plus is not put into a game, it's almost like the developers don't trust their gameplay to be fun or be replayable. True, <clears throat> yeah. 
because like when it comes to new game plus or anything like that it's as simple as creating a variable in the code that increases all the numbers by a certain percentage as soon as someone clicks new game plus and then at that point you know everything's out of your hands you just have to make it run the variable when somebody decides to click new game plus so it's not anything that's difficult on the back end. It's not anything developers really have to like strain to go through or anything like that. It's just simply not wanting to add the button, probably because they're like, oh, you know, it it's not what we want to do. Where even even The Witcher Three was a game like that, where you where once it was over, it was over. Yeah. But you could still like go and explore the world and everything like that. But once all the missions were done and you did everything in the game, there was nothing to do. <clears throat> So that, that's you actually sucks. had to, yeah, you had to download an add-on though, and that add-on was New Game Plus. But because it was an add-on, um, you couldn't New Game Plus off of a New Game Plus. Like you couldn't keep plussing it up, like you can with Dark Souls. How you can be on like New Game Plus thirteen or something like that in Dark Souls. It's like the way that their New Game Plus worked is you literally had to grab a base save to go New Game Plus. You couldn't grab a New Game Plus save. Yeah, that's weird. Cause when I when I seen the whole like commercial for it, I figured it'd be one of those games where it just has like a bunch of different places for you to go and explore. I didn't think it would be like once the mission's done or the story's done, you're done. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Okay, so oh what the Outer Worlds? Yeah. Yeah. So um, before the Outer Worlds even came out, I ended up I was I had seen an interview. Well, from the the um, that a magazine did of the two head developers, and um, you know they had said there that there was really only one planet and a moon. You know there were four places to explore, but there was really only one planet and one moon. Um, and then, like when it comes to the actual exploration of all the planets, you kind of have to do it through the side missions. There's not really anything that you can just like that just falls into your lap or anything like that. Like, all of the side missions will tell you, like, go explore here, go explore here, go look for this, go look for that. And, like, you can explore, but you'll just run into locked doors that literally won't even acknowledge the fact that you could possibly open them with lockpicking. Unless you have the mission that requires you to go in said room. Sounds like poor game planning. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but, I mean, do... Wow. And again, I mean, we're kind of, I think we're kind of both, I think it, it also ruins it too, because we're all kind of used to any games these days becoming endless, because obviously most game developers and publishers, they're all trying to get the most out of every game. So we're so used mm -hmm. to all the in-game stuff, and if you're not providing that in this day and age, like, I think gamers feel gypped. Like, even if if they were to offer New Game Plus that you could, be able to automatically have on would you pay mm -hmm. would you pay for it at that point if it wasn't a part of oh, the yeah. game pass yeah see yeah so you oh, yeah, know like the like... game enough to keep going if it was one of those things yeah absolutely because you know like i said the only reason i didn't start over is because i wasn't going to have any build diversity and one thing i hate doing is recreating my exact build from scratch because then i know how it felt when it was at peak performance, so I'm like, okay, cool. I'm just using a suboptimal version of my build. This is boring, and then I'll end up falling asleep at the controller, and I'll never come back to the game. <laughs> so, you know, like The Witcher Three, I bought The Witcher Three, bought the expansions, everything, played through it in in its entirety, 100%ed it, played through it on New Game Plus, and 100%ed it again in New Game Plus. And then when I found out I couldn't plus it again. I traded in the game to GameStop almost that day. Because I was like, I'm never going to touch wow. it again. Yeah, that's true. I wow. Can, I, can feel, I see that. So. And the Outer Worlds is kind of the same way for me. It's like, when it comes to an RPG, if I had spent money on that game and then got to the end and found out I couldn't New Game Plus or anything like that, I would have felt like I wasted my money. Mm, okay. I hate to see it. Yeah. But it was fun. The yeah. first playthrough it was fun. You know, that's why I was saying um, either last episode or the episode before that, that the Game Pass is actually really good for RPGs that are like that. 
Because then at that point, I'm like, yeah, okay, I downloaded it for free, played it, it was a cool story, it was fun, but I'm never going to touch it again. But at least I'm not feeling like, great, I spent $60 on a waste. Yeah, yeah, definitely get that. Um, so what we were... Go ahead, me. No, go ahead. Um, so um, I don't know if you guys heard about the, the uh, story about the first uh, female Hearthstone champion. You guys hear about that? Um, I didn't hear anything actually like about it. I just heard that it happened. Yep. So, uh, crazy thing is the fact of finally like Hearthstone gets their like first female like champion, and I don't think it's the the crazy part that like it just happened to be Hearthstone or whatnot. Because it's actually that actually has a lot of like champion like women that are in that league right and i don't know yeah. hearthstone if if anybody doesn't know about much hearthstone it it is a card game that um you play on your phone and it starts out where you have different classes of monsters or different classes of, of people and of course it's a blizzard it's a blizzard thing so you know you're playing a certain class of monsters and then you have to be able to play them it's just like any other trading card game it's really the same it's not it's nothing really crazy different it just has a huge fan base and um yeah because it's, uh, it's, it's a good it's a pretty game yeah it is, it, a card is, game. it is definitely pretty and then of course they still give you familiar characters that you know in the blizzard in blizzard world so there's that so uh finally there was like a uh, one of the first female champions and that kind of the reason why I want to bring this topic up is because I actually can't think. I'm not saying that she's the first first ever. I'm sure that there's females that have won championships in gaming, but you don't hear about it ever if there is. And I'm just like I'm actually appalled by that because I'm like, what? Wait a minute. And then you, th and then I personally think about all of the other games that I have always watched. The competitive side to it, no females are ever involved, none whatsoever. I mean, I get it that you know it's a man-run world, right? But at least in this, in the gaming side. But what happens, like when something like this, where she's winning one of the huge, you know, competitions like this over at BlizzCon? And you just like, where where did that even come from? Because you don't even think about it. You you literally don't think about it. Like, let me know where there's a a um, woman that has played a competitive side of games that you've watched. You know. Mm -hmm. Um, Overwatch. I can't remember her game tag, gamer tag, but uh, I know that there are actually a lot of women in. Quite frankly, just Blizzard professional scenes. There are a lot of women in in Blizzard games. In their, in their professional side. When it comes to other professional games that, I, that I've that i watched, I have always noticed the lack of women, and it's always just like, I would never knew if it was something where it's like women literally aren't allowed, or if it's just none of them were actually good enough to get onto a team. Yeah, see, that's what, that's <laughs> what I, what I think. I think both of those, those scenarios, like I think both of those scenarios, because if you're looking at it, Look at the fact of, um, of course, you know, the competitive things that I watch are, um, don't judge me, I watch competitive Tetris, and you don't see... Like Tetris 99? Uh, no, not Tetris 99, like, where, um, like, Tetris 99 is, like, full-on, you know, 100, like, 100 people facing at the same time. It's like a battle royale Fair with enough. Tetris. But... Like, yeah. actual Tetris, like, the newer, like, it's like tw Net Tetris 2019 or something like that, where you have, like, the speed is crazy, and you're literally going back-to-back -back with someone competitively. You're placing blocks, and you got to, yeah, that right there, I, there's no women in that in competitive Tetris that I see, or at least that even make it to the board. Um... I can watch the I can watch Smash League. There's maybe one female that plays. Like it's just very very rarely is it, and I don't know yeah. if it's because they're being shunned out or what. Uh, I don't know. Me personally, I think just what it is is that 
because video games were just, you know, the gaming scene is primarily saturated by males, that when it comes to the professional scene, it's going to reflect. Hmm. And um, a lot of males get into games at an extremely young age, so it makes sense that you'd find like a 16-year-old or a 17-year-old or an 18-year-old dude that would be insanely good at the game because he's been playing it for 13 years of his life, you know? It's like look at anyone who's an actual who's an actual professional or something. They've been doing it for like more than a decade. True. And um, I just like I almost think that like a lot of the times, not saying every time, a lot of the times, women are introduced to video games through somebody else, and it's not just an interest that they had, and they went and found the game. They're yeah. like, oh, this game looks cool. I want to try it out. It's more like games were introduced to them instead of them seeking games out. Where, you know, of course, if you're talking about when, you know, when kids are toddlers, everything gets introduced to them and they never go and actually, like, seek something out. But it's more like, from my experience, a lot of the a lot of the females that I know that even play games at all, games got introduced to them by somebody long after they were toddlers. Oh, yeah. Like, they just never jumped on a game. It's just like when I watch streamers, like, a lot of the times... We asked them, like, even one of my other favorite streamers, her name is Valkyrie, she's on the 100 Thieves, like, uh, streamer, and um, you ask her, oh, what was, the, like, one of your first few games that you played? She's like, oh, my brother introduced it to me when I was 13, and then I got a job at GameStop when I was 16, and I was like, damn, I've mm -hmm. been playing games since I was, like, four. <laughs> like, No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've been playing games since since I could hold a controller. Like, you know, I've been playing games since before I could talk. When there was, I had an early Atari Pong machine in my house, so I was that guy. I was always holding something. Oh, yeah. You know, I have memories of me playing video games with a binky in my mouth. <laughs> so. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yo. That's what I I'm saying. I can't even remember past sixth grade. I mean, oh, Lord. I remember. I remember <laughs> when I. I remember when I was like, like literally four or five years old, playing Pong in my in my grandfather's house, and I used to play Pong on the Atari. Like I like remember that vividly. I always have. So, for me, I mean, I've been playing games like my whole life. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. When I hear people that say, "Oh yeah, I didn't start playing games like 13, 14, I'm just like, damn. How did you survive? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's like, um, I never actually found her name or her nationality, but one thing I do know is that um, in, uh, in South Korea, Blizzard games are huge in South Korea. So, like, a lot of the extremely good, like, Overwatch pros oh, yeah. are South Korean and they're, and they're female. And um, yeah, even Hearthstone. I know that there are actually more than there's more than just her. There are actually quite oh, a yeah, few female a, Hearthstone pros. Hundred percent. You know, you the uh, I didn't know World of Warcraft things. had. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't know World of Warcraft actually had a competitive scene. Yep. But uh, I found out that it did because I was watching um, a stream, and uh, one of the guests she was talking about how she used to be a professional World of Warcraft player. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Maybe it is just a Blizzard thing, because there is a lot of, like, if you go on to watch the Hearthstone streams, you'll see maybe 40% mm -hmm. of the streamers being girls. Um, when you go on League of Legends, you'll see maybe, like, 20%. But uh, streaming mm -hmm. is, a different, is a different brand. I don't know if everyone streams the games that they actually really like, or they're just streaming it to get popular or stay popular. So streams are well, it depends on whether or not they're already popular, right? Like, if they're already popular, a lot of the times people are going to the stream to see them and not necessarily the game that they're playing. Yeah, true. But, um... Uh... Yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like it kind of makes sense to me why a lot of the Hearthstone streamers would be female because another one of the, like, number one things I always get from... from, uh from females whenever I'm talking about games or anything like that, they always just tell me, oh, I, I never had the hand-eye coordination. You know? Like, oh, I tried like Call of Duty, or I tried this game, or I tried that game. Any, like, actual fast-paced game, they're always like, I never had the hand-eye coordination. And it's like, okay, yeah, fine. 
to be fair, I didn't either. I got the hand-eye coordination by playing Modern Warfare 2 by myself uh, on Rust <laughs> with just um, with it with it with a second controller turned on, and literally I would run back and forth to the spawns and just get headshots to get camos on all my guns. <laughs> and um, Peter, yeah, booster. <laughs> yeah, you were booster. Yeah, but that was that was like offline. Like I didn't even have Xbox Live at the time. Oh gosh. Mm. And literally no one in my neighborhood would play with me because after I started doing that, I realized that my shot was better than literally anyone that would play Call of Duty with me and none of them wanted to play with me after that. <laughs> you were yeah, people so it's like I, I literally developed my own hand-eye coordination doing that because I didn't have it at first either. But, um... Halo. Yeah, no, it's like Halo that's the number one thing I always get. Coordination. I didn't start playing Halo until after I started playing MW2. Oh damn! And then I discovered, and then I discovered wow. Halo, and um, realized I was a god at it. And then that was another game no one would play with me. Yeah. Whenever I got good at a game, people would stop playing it with me. Yeah. See, I didn't even get into I didn't get into any hand-eye coordinated games up until we started. Up until like up until Xbox basically released with Halo. That was the game that actually made me start playing like like real like FPSs, and then I got into other ones. Then after I got Halo, that's when I got into uh, Modern Warfare Two or Call of Duty Two, not Modern Warfare, Call of Duty Two. So mm -hmm. yeah, I don't really, I've never really, never really noticed that. You're you're right, but I think if I think if ever, if there's if there's ever gonna be a time to actually start letting people compete more because i think a lot of people just don't try a lot of women just don't try to to compete on the competitive side like even when i think of call of duty i know a lot of girls that are got a, like a good ass shot or can think and like can multitask and really think of like strategy so like i know a lot of like when i think of csgo there's like a few csgo girls that are like there's like a couple girls that are like from brazil and then ones from like Korea and I know damn well that they can hold their own if they were to be like not just a sub but on the full championship team like like a you know a full lineup they could probably hold their own so mm -hmm. maybe I think it's just because it's oh, since it is overran they just don't want to attempt to try to try to be on that that forefront yeah I, mean, I was gonna say I know quite a few Call of Duty AM teams that have women on them Oh yeah, I mean, even back in the day, we used to play against like, we used to play against like what three teams that had a few girls, and they're beasts. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Isn't there like uh some like all girl teams, like in COD? I think. Yeah, there is. There is. There's I know there was one in like, like there was one that I remember was showcased uh, when when Call of Duty Elite was a thing. Yeah. I remember they did like their like there was a Call of Duty Elite tourney and they were pulling AM teams and like throwing pros together on and pros are creating their own AM teams. Yeah. Like I remember um Yeah. There are a couple teams that were thrown together. But uh yeah. I know there was one all girls team on that one. Yeah, I mean there's definitely on Call of Duty there's all girl teams, but there's no women in the actual championship league. It's just all amateur. So mm -hmm. oh, okay, yeah. So there's no. But at the same time, I was like, I was like, I'm not sure if it's like a situation where, you know, where they don't, where you know, they just don't like have the courage to try to compete, or if it's like for it's, they just lack the skill, or if it's literally like they're being prevented from competing because of the actual just gender. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's actual discrimination or if it's this they um or if they lack the skill. Because you know it's not it's not like the entire gender lacks the skill, but you know it's the ones that are actually bothering to attempt to compete yeah, could. Makes sense. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's uh, like it's like the fact that there's Overwatch pros that are female that have actually won tournaments. You know. Yeah. Of course, those are like, you know, they're not all female teams, but at the same time, like, um, there was one. There was one uh, girl a few years back during an Overwatch tournament that was accused of aim of using an aimbot at a LAN, 
was at a LAN and she was accused of using an aimbot. How does that work? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Literally, the reps went over and they're like, there's no software on this computer other than what we have on the computer. She's not using an aimbot. You know, so it's like it's like obviously, you know, it's, it's not like it's not like it's it's not like men are better at games than than women or anything like that. It's just simply I just don't think that the ones that really have the skill bother to compete or bother to try to hone it or anything like that. Yeah, that makes sense. And and when they do, they end up in the professional scene, as you can see with Hearthstone and Overwatch. You know. Yeah, you're sure right. Good point. That. Yeah. Well, at least we know one thing. The women do take over on the streaming side. There's a lot of there's a lot of powerful stream female streamers, and if you go on Mixer, that's all there is. Like literally, I swear to God, the most popular streamers are all women on Mixer. Well, up until the, all everybody started changing over, and like you know, but a lot of the most yeah. popular streamers are all female. So they 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 got their world. They they're running their world. Um, yeah, you know, I hate to be the one to say this, but we all know why they're popular. No. They're good at games. Well, it depends on how much dignity wow. they have. <laughs> you got me. Because they can still you have dignity you. and be popular. <laughs> but, I thought you were going to oh, say don't do it. Things. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, see, I was not going to do that. <laughs> oh, I got you. That was good. Well, I mean, there's definitely a lot of girl. There's definitely a lot of e girls out there that are in the streaming world. Those are considered mm -hmm. e girls, not actual streamers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, man. if I was a woman, I'd you know? do it. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, but it can only last so long, though. It can only last so long. That's true. That is not true. Once you make enough money, you could make it last even longer. Maybe. That is also true. You could branch off into other things. So, um, I was, I wanted to bring up something else. Have you guys heard of the, uh, the recognition of, uh, Team Trees? It's the thing that Mr. Beast no. has been doing over the past few, uh, past couple weeks, few weeks. I've seen, like, short, you know, small information about what he's doing, but I haven't read into it. Alright, so basically, um, Team Trees is Mr. Beast for his 20 millionth subscriber wanted to... Uh, plant 20 million trees because everybody was like, what should I do for it? He was asking, asking, what should I do for my t 20 million subscriber, blah, blah. And um, he was like, and then everybody kept saying, plant, plant trees, plant trees. So he decided to make a, a, a go for planting 20 million trees. And let alone, hashtag team trees comes up, teamtrees.org. And he gets all of the YouTube community behind it, right? And if you guys uh -huh. don't know, um, the president, uh, the CEO or the president of YouTube, Susan, plant, uh, donates 200,000 trees. Every dollar is a tree. Let, let, let's start out with that. Every dollar is a tree. Elon Musk right. plants a million trees. Um, the people behind Patreon or the people behind Patreon donate trees. The people behind, like, just just ha everybody. Jack Dorsey, the people of Twitter, he Jack Jack of Twitter donates like three hundred and fifty thousand trees. Like everybody just donates trees. Alan Walker, if you guys know who that artist, music artist is, that guy who does Faded. That song, mm -hmm. yeah. Alan Walker he even donates a hundred thousand and one trees. So it's just like <laughs> all these people, and right now their goal is to get twenty million by January first. It's only been up for a few weeks, mind you, and it's almost. I'm looking at it right now. It has twelve thousand nine hundred ninety-eight thousand, or twelve million nine hundred ninety-eight thousand. Yeah, already. Like sounds like a Kickstarter that had a good. Uh, good pitch. Yeah, right. That's exactly what it sounds like. But then again, Mr. Beast is that powerful. So like everybody is just donating trees, and I'm just sitting here like, man, could you imagine the fact that it took like 20 million trees for them to be able to to start the process of of trying to redact global warming? Like the government couldn't do it. What's going on with this? 
If you told the government right now to plant 20 million trees, they would tell you there's so much logistics that go into it. We can't do this. Why? The logistics yeah, is $20 million. Dollars. There's, tw there's about 20 millions that go into it, and we just can't do this. Or they just tell you global warming is fake. Believing everything on the internet. Man. Global what? Right? Get off the computer, go outside. Well, the, I'm just, I just am saying, I believe that if we can, if the community of like, you know, YouTubing and gaming and everything behind, like you got so many gamers that donated, like uh, FaZe, they donated $10,000. So, I mean, there's a lot of other smaller ones, but we're definitely not in like the 100,000s. But, you know, when you got all of these YouTubers and all of the the big donators that are really pushing out there, I think it's it's pretty sick. And I think more people should be able to put it like even PewDiePie put out a lot of money though. So you know I wonder how much it costs to plant a tree. Yeah, apparently it can't be that much, right? Apparently yeah, apparently to them they said it cost one dollar equals one tree. That's it? Yeah. But obviously oh, we gotta hop on this boat. But one, but one people, but what people don't understand is, is that it's still gonna take like thirty years for that tree to be completely solid and full grown. Yeah, that's yeah. True. But still, one dollar equals one tree. So if you can plant, like it's like, uh, I was, t I think I was telling you to, about this, Kyle. But if you can, if you can plant those twenty million trees, it's equal to almost five hundred and forty thousand cars off the road. Which isn't really a lot. Which isn't a lot, but it Not is kind of a lot. Could you imagine a place like, I don't know, the, you know, like a full, like, ha like that's like all of the Bay Area. That's literally like, um, or not all of the Bay Area, but that is like the city of San Francisco and maybe the city of Oakland, like all their cars being gone. Like, could you imagine if there was no car pollution coming from the city of Oakland and San Francisco? Or hell, like ninety percent of Sacramento loses all their cars. That'd be crazy. So who knows? I mean, yeah, no, it'd be crazy for the traffic. No one would be in your way anymore. Yeah. But in terms of just <laughs> pollution, it means. I mean, it's it's a there. start. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not the start. Earth, so I can't really tell you how much the pollution really affects me. Yeah, because global warming isn't real, and the Earth is flat. Well, I have an air conditioning, so let the globe get warmer. I'll just turn that bitch people, up. People, global warming is an internet myth. The winter still comes every year. It's not yeah. real. Yeah, that, that, I see. Don't you see snow in January? I do. Epstein it's just a coincidence that it warmer. rains in June. Epstein didn't kill himself. It's just a coincidence that, that it rains in June. Right? That Pretty fuel enough. doesn't melt steel beams. Yeah. Watch us get demonetized. <laughs> yeah. Oh, these guys are dropping actual knowledge. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought we were just a bunch down. of gamers. <laughs> you got to shut them down. This can't stand. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, man, hoopla even though else. this episode ain't sponsored by nothing but Anchor, I still think you guys should go take visit teamtrees.org. Um, go ahead and uh, put your donations uh, all that you can. Remember, one tree is $1, so $1 could plant one tree. And I think it'll be awesome. Yep, do your part. Save yep. the earth. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> Kyle's like, mm -hmm. maybe I'll save the earth. Maybe. And while you're at it, make sure you follow us. Yeah. On all social medias, right? Mm -hmm. at Trav? Almost on social. All, well, maybe not all social medias. Right now, we'll just be on Twitter at Almost iGamers. Follow us Easy. on Twitter. Almost iGamers. Yep, Almost iGamers. Just keep up with us. Uh, make sure to follow us because we're here. Um, I know that this episode what came up a couple days late, but we'll be. Well, it's all right. We're good here. We're good here. But yeah, um, well, thank you guys for uh, tuning in this week. Um, I know we, with this week, go ahead and uh, just 
follow us. Make sure to please share this episode. And don't be afraid to listen to our past episodes if you're a new listener. Because uh, we definitely enjoy it. And follow us on Twitter. And then we'll keep in touch. And you'll be able to know when we drop the new episodes. And be able to hear about the topics we're talking about. And everything. And just make sure to give us a follow. All right. That's well, it. All right, fellas. We'll, we'll be back next week. See you. All right. Every week. Yep. Peace out. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Almost Intelligent Gamers. Please remember to follow us on Twitter at AlmostIGamers. Again, that's AlmostIGamers. Please share our podcast from wherever available you're listening to, whether it be Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, whatever platform podcasts are available. Uh, Once again, I'm Travis. I'm Kyle. And I'm New. We hope you tune into the next one.